It took two full episodes, but Walt finally killed the hostage dude, Crazy Eight. He's officially a cold-blooded murderer, and I'm here for it. Hi, welcome to Belated Binge Breaking Bad. I'm Zach, your host, watching some of the most iconic shows in recent memory, like Breaking Bad, which ended like 10 years ago, and I'm finally watching for the first time. I'm doing all the reaction stuff, the hot takes, the predictions, the theories, and I'm sure that I'm going to be wrong the whole way through. I'm going to look like an idiot, and it's going to be great. So grab your gas masks and your chemistry sets as I react to the third episode in The Bags in the River. The Belated Binge Podcast. Before we get started, there will be no spoilers because I have no idea what happens in the show aside from this dude becoming a meth dealer. There will be some language. Earmuff the children. Shout out to Katie holding it down for the bonus binge squad on Patreon. More on Patreon at the end of the episode. We left off in the last episode. Walt and little buddy, a.k.a. Jesse, still hadn't killed the one dude, and Jesse screwed up the body disposal of the other one so bad that it came crashing through the ceiling and landed in the hallway. So that's where we are. (laughs) Let's jump into In the Bags in the River. We open up on kind of a strange angle of them scrubbing the melted corpse off the floor, which this whole thing is very, very miserable. (laughs) Uh, I imagine, anyways, I've never had to scrub blood and guts off of my hallway floor. Not yet, anyways. Knock on wood. And now we get... A time jump, which seems to be a theme in like every single one of these episodes. However, this one's a little bit different. We're going like back in time with a Walt memory. He's got long hair. He's got a full beard. He seems to be giving like a private tutoring lesson to some lady. And this trip down memory lane is what seems to be getting him through this disgusting moment because we keep cutting back and forth between memory lane and blood and gut scrubbing is this i i and i i couldn't help but wonder if this is this memory going to unlock some like answer to his current predicament there's a lot of chemistry math happening and now the chemicals are burning their way down to the hostage as we keep going as i say back and forth and some <laughs> i didn't need the image that they were flushing the guts down the toilet, by the way. That was lovely and unnecessary. Um, So they were just talking about chemical compounds in the human body, in this memory, as they're scrubbing human body remains up off of the hallway. So I guess that's our tie. It's not exactly the, the solution to something. It's almost him, like, I coming to grips scientifically and uh, chemically, <laughs> chemistry if that's not a thing. It, it's how Walt processes the fact that he's literally currently cleaning up the human body and what it is em- embodies the human body in its literal form as he's remembering back to when they were trying to go through every chemical compound that existed in the human body. And credits... And so now, coming out of the credits, we've we're with we're with Karen, the sister-in-law, just bitching about her shoes. I don't I don't know her actual name at this point. I don't know if I want to know 
her actual name at this point. And she's just sitting there, it turns out, watching the pregnant wife and her sister and disabled son, her nephew, painting the room that I assume that Walt was supposed to be painting. And she's just sitting there complaining about her shoes. I don't like this character. So now she's going to try and, like, we've got, we, we've got Naggy Wife. Uh, I can't remember her name either. She's trying to have a little bit of, like, a heart-to-heart with Karen, the sister. And it goes kind of all bad. She's asking silly things like, does weed affect somebody's mood and things? And, and she sucks at, like, masking her intentions, but the sister also sucks at interpreting those intentions because she thinks that she's talking about Walter Jr. And, oh, and her name's Marie, I learned at the end of this scene. It's funny because sometimes I sometimes I write these notes in almost uh, overview style and like narrator style, and sometimes I write these notes as literal reactions as I'm typing. And my notes literally said, oh, her name's Marie. And she's the wife of the DEA agent, and that's why she's, like, freaking out about the weed. I guess. I don't know. But they both smoked weed. Uh, they they say so much, and I, I don't know. It's, it's like a thing. Now we've got baby pool time. Hosing each other down. This is Walt and Jesse literally standing in a baby pool, turning the hose on each other to get the human remains off of them. And now, little buddy smoking meth, which is great. And Walt is in the basement, flushing the hostages' shit from his bucket. I don't, I don't mean that metaphorically. It's not a stand-in for anything. It's literal shit. Remember, he slid him a bucket in the last episode. Instead of killing him, he gave him a bologna sandwich and like some water and um, a bucket and hand sanitizer. Remember that too. He's pretty bad at this whole, like, killer criminal thing. And the hostage has more power in this situation than Walt does. And he's he's read this like a book. He knows that Walt is just hoping that he's going to drop dead on his own and make it easy for him. Because, you know, he did inhale those, like, meth chemicals that killed the other guy. So, like, he can't be in good shape. But, yeah, (laughs) he's right. That is what Walt's hoping. And Crazy Eight, is, he's, he's learned Walt's name, and he's going to try to drive a wedge between Walt and little buddy Jesse. And it turns out that little buddy had told Crazy Eight kind of all about Walt before the whole thing went down. Um, and he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty calm when he confronts Walt about the reality of his situation saying, you know, you basically have to decide between letting me go and cold-blooded murder. And that's not something I think that Walt was prepared to hear. And it's also clearly not a decision that he's prepared to make because he hasn't made it. He hasn't done it. He's been struggling with this the whole time. Uh, And it turns out it's not the best time for little buddy to be smoking meth. Um, Walt is definitely questioning his partnership and he's and little buddy's just just getting tanked on on their own product and Walt <laughs> freaks out and he's like <laughs> he's he's going after Jesse he's good he's he is losing it mentally Jesse's losing it 
in so many ways right now. And it's time for us to be reminded that Walt has lung cancer and is dying. He can't be chasing junkies down the stairs, <laughs> uh, which he tries to do, and he about collapses on the stairs. Uh, and, and I really like this, like, this exchange where it's like, we flipped a coin. That's sacred, I guess. I guess. I've never thought of a coin flip as anything more than chance, but okay. The one thing that Little Buddy is actually right about here, though, Walt has not done his job. And the only person that Walt takes any authoritarian approach in his life is Jesse. It's really weird, honestly. Everyone else in his life just walks all over him. And for whatever reason, he acts like he's some kind of expert on criminal enterprise and Little Buddy's just a complete moron. I mean, granted, he kind of is a moron, but that's... Walt is really not the authority figure in this partnership. He has no idea what he's doing. He's completely in over his head. Speaking of morons, we're with what's-her-name, the sister, Marie. And she's shoe shopping. And I had to write this in my notes. Why do we care about this woman? And she calls the DEA husband immediately. Uh, apparently, he called her in the middle of a drug bust that he was doing. He's a douche, but at least he's a good husband calling back, you know, no matter what he's doing, I guess. I guess that's a thing. Maybe he's not the worst one, at least in this marriage and partnership. Uh, she's also immediately spreading the rumor that Walter Jr. is smoking pot. And granted, it's a rumor within the family, but still... It's inaccurate, and she's just stating it as fact. I hate both of these women so far, if I can be honest. The naggy wife and the gossip snooty sister, I could do worse, like, by just walking out and in front of traffic. Now, that, that's that's an exaggeration. They're not that. They're, they're bad, though. They're really bad. Um, and... <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um... They've got the back and forth on the phone between DEA husband, Karen, the gossipy, snooty sister. Um, There's a really good line about, you know, an autopsy of a pot overdose, which is just wonderful. Um, And she's in this shoe store, and she can't even be bothered to wear the footies because she's extremely clean, according to her. She's extremely annoying. And also stealing the shoes. What a peach. Complete hypocrite. Top to bottom. Hate this character. Already. And now we've got this weird transition. We go to a trashy parking lot. And no trashy parking lot is complete without a used condom. Why did that need to be included? It's clearly like a trash motel where drug deals happen and uh i don't understand what's going on with the the homeless guy that's here um and and then we we figure out after a minute like what we're doing here this is the scared straight moment um we've got dea uncle and walter jr hanging out in this just terrible terrible motel uh and 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 he's going to he's going to try to be the like he's he's going to try to toe that line i guess between um 
caring about Walter Jr. and about his future and about uh, and, and about the choices that he makes, but also being like the tough guy, DEA agent, uncle, you know, whatever, Billy Badass. And, and, and the way that he talks about this is really funny. The line where he says, what do you think they were doing before they started shooting meth in their dicks is just... You could have given me a bingo card of all the craziest shit that was going to be said on this show. I would have never, ever, ever thought that what do you think they were doing before they started shooting meth in their dicks was going to be in there. Um, although, because I love you, little bastard, that one that one feels on point. This is actually pretty much gold. Um, his heart's in the right place. His method is funny. Um and he's he's got this like he's got this plan i guess and he's got this idea of who walter jr is and walter jr has no idea what's happening here he's just sitting in the like passenger seat of his car going what are we doing here why are you giving me this speech i don't know what you're talking about like I am so confused. Um, and then he calls this lady over, and she's clearly seen better days and likely is... Um, she's she's likely a, um, a professional. Uh, and, and he clocks that. And he's he's really mean to her, honestly. Um, and, and Walter Jr. is really, really confused. And, like, she thinks that he's gonna try to proposition her for the child in the car and he's trying to get the child to look at her and go you know ah I don't want to be that and and everything in Walter Jr.'s life right now is nothing but confusion and so this exchange ends and we actually follow her through the hotel or motel and it turns out she's going to meet little buddy Jesse and it just immediately you know, pants off and here we go they're they're going at it so good for you I, I i guess um and now we've we've shifted to walt um and he's he's doing the thing that i, I mean can you tell me a single thing that's more high school teacher than doing a pros and cons list about murdering someone <laughs> particularly a drug dealer who tried to kill you and he's got, he's got things written down like, it's the moral thing to do to let him go, and murder is wrong. And on the other side, he'll kill your entire family if you let him live. That would be enough for me, I think. I, I think he'll kill your entire family if you let him live would be enough for me to sway me at least to the side of like, I should probably, I should probably be leaning towards killing this guy. Um, not that I would have any idea what to do in if I was faced with a situation that I would actually feel as though I need to take a life right now. I don't think I have the the stomach for it. Uh, And I know that Walt doesn't. Um, But he does call his wife, so that's good. Except he's really bad at at lying. Um, He tells her that time got away from him and that he's working his second job uh, at the the car wash, and she doesn't believe him because, well, he quit that job, and she knows it. My question is, is he truly just like really awful at lying or is he just really like scatterbrained and just mentally not with it because of the unconscionable decision that he's trying to face 
Um, and, and Nagy wife, I, Nagy wife came at this different than I thought she would. She said, wherever you are, you can stay there tonight. I don't know what I expected from her, but I don't think it was that. Uh, so, okay. And now we're making sandwiches for, for the hostage again. A bologna sandwich. And he's cutting off the crust. I can't make this up. He cut off the crust. I don't, Walt is just not good at this whole killing people thing. And now he's down in the basement. And we're going to have a bonding between Walt and Crazy 8, the killer. Walt's just hacking up a lung on the guy's food. And I was completely wrong. I thought this was going to be a bonding moment. I truly did. It's not. Walt passes out. (laughs) And that's unfortunate. Uh, The next thing I thought was, is this how the guy gets away? Nope. That's not it either. Did he drop the keys? Maybe? Does Crazy 8 decide to, like, you know, help him or say he's going to help him and that's how he gets away? Like, I I don't know. I, they're... The, the things going through my head are just like, this is not a good situation for Walt to be in, just like passed out um, in front of the hostage that he has. And something bad is happening here. Like, and I don't mean something bad is happening here like he's passed out. Like, that's obviously bad. But what I mean is something plot moving bad is happening here. But what is it? Because Walt does come to... And the guy's still there. And, I mean, Walt doesn't have a problem admitting that he has cancer to the hostage. Uh, He won't tell his wife. And he says, I'll make you another sandwich. There you go. And that bonding thing I thought they were going to do, it does end up happening. Um, They're having beers together. Uh, Crazy 8's real name is Domingo. And he's, again, playing his cards rather perfectly. He's figured out how to play Walt pretty much like a fiddle um, and be real with Walt all at the same time. You know, bonding with me is not going to help you kill me. That's absolutely correct. Um, he does claim that he's not going to come back after him uh, and, and knows that Walt wouldn't believe that if he told him. Uh, and now it's kind of like a weird game. Convince Walt not to to kill you again on my bingo card I don't know that that's a game that I would be banking on playing but it does feel right in line with Walt's character like he's looking for a reason he wants to let this guy go but he knows he can't and he's looking for that like he he wants to be convinced to let him go make this decision for me justify my decision to not kill you Make that the right decision, because right now it's the wrong decision, but it's the one I want to do. And so this guy plays into it. He gives him his whole life story, because he's not an idiot. He knows that that's what it's going to take. Walt is going to humanize him, and then not want to kill him. Um, he went to business school. Uh, his dad owns a furniture store. They're reminiscing over the commercial jingle that his dad had on his commercials. Um, in baby crib shopping, apparently... Uh, this is the store is where Walt got the crib for Walter Jr. Um, they're a real ragtag duo. Um, and it's great. 
right? It's wonderful. This is exactly what you want. The guy that you're supposed to be working up the courage to kill, you want to be feeling like you're, you know, bonding with them. And we're back to the topic at hand. Walt's not cut out to be a drug dealer or a killer. And that's evident by the tears that he has in this moment. Um, this guy, this guy, Crazy 8, is really good at this whole, like, charismatic conversation thing. Um, and it works. Walt's headed to get the key. And all Crazy 8, Sunday, is thinking about is killing him. Guaranteed. And then we have it. Walt has a little bit of an epiphany. He goes to the trash. He picks out the pieces and shards of the plate that broke when he passed out. And there's a big, long sliver piece missing. And that's the weapon Crazy 8 plans to use when he kills Walt. Looks like Walt actually has to do this. And he's disappointed. He's disappointed in the hostage that is expecting to be killed by you for taking advantage of an opportunity to have a shot at defending himself. Awesome. And then I got really confused because Walt came over and looked like he was still going to unlock the dude's neck. Live and let live. More like kill to not be killed. And Walt calls him out and says, you know, as soon as I do this, you're not going to like stab me with that shiv, you know, shiv of plate. That's exactly what he was going to do. And finally, Walt actually does it in this more fight or flight moment. Maybe that's what he needed. He does it. He actually strangles the guy by the bike lock around his neck. He does take a, a few good licks in the leg by that plate, though. And that's a fairly believable scene for a chemistry teacher, like, reacting to killing somebody, I think. And it's finally done. Finally. And little buddy's back home. After his night of meth-induced paranoia sex, which is a sentence I didn't know that I had the capacity to write. Um, and he, he goes into the RV, and it's, like, super clean. He goes into the basement no hostage and it seems that Walt has just become an expert cleaner overnight he's an expert meth cook and getting to be good at killing people and an expert at cleaning up the mess and the evidence no real explanation as to what actually happened at this point and okay the lock's still there though uh, keeping the murder weapon around, which is cool. Why not? And now we get a scene back at the school with a substitute teacher. Finally, Walt didn't go to school. <laughs> this whole time, he's just been going to school and teaching children as he's, like, you know, committing murder. It's been wild. Wild. If, if they finally get a sub, the sub that doesn't know anything about chemistry, so they're having a movie day, which is cool. Um, gotta love movie days. Movie days were, like, the best in school. The best. I know that's not a hot take, okay? I understand. But hey, maybe there's some nerd out there that's like, I didn't want to watch movies. I'm here to learn. Not just sit around and watch TV. I was not that person. I was the person that was like, please, please, can we just sit and watch TV? Because this class makes me feel dumb. And now... Things start to move in the direction that I kind of thought that they were going at some point, and it's the DEA brother. 
and he's the one investigating the site where Walt and Little Buddy had their RV and where they left Crazy Eight's car. And they found Walt's meth in the car. And apparently it's very light, which is a thing that I guess is, uh, I don't know, uncom- like uh, impressive for meth, I-, I suppose. And they found the mask, the mask that the little girl found after like the first episode and put on and um, all of that stuff. So now we've got Walt on a bridge in a car that I didn't know he had. I, I thought he had like a Prius and he's in some kind of SUV or something. Um, I didn't write that part down, but it, I didn't recognize the vehicle. And he's going back down memory lane again. So I, I guess he's not going to jump off this bridge that he's parked on. Um, he just more, more memories, more memories. These have to come up. These have to be important for some for some reason they're not just here for for nothingness um and he goes home instead of you know jumping off the bridge which is basically suicide at this point because naggy wife is here her name's skylar by the way i learned at the end of this episode that her name is skylar it's not naggy wife i'll probably keep calling her naggy wife because she's very much naggy and she is his wife and i and and i have to ask she's he walks in and she's sitting like super dramatically on the bed, like facing away from the doorway. And I want to know how long she was sitting there. Was it like hours, just minutes? Did she hear him pull up and like ran to the bedroom to go like sit in this dramatic pose? Or was she just like waiting there all day, waiting to turn around and look at him all sad and accusing like and all of that? And he has he has something to tell her in the next episode, because that's it. That's it. That's the episode. It took two full episodes, but he did finally kill the hostage dude, Crazy Eight. Sunday, Domingo, whatever you want to call him, he's, like, officially dead, and Walt is officially a criminal. Like, a full-on criminal. To this point, he had cooked some meth, but he hadn't actually sold any, and the other guy that he killed was completely self-defense fight or flight. And you could say that, you know, he was kind of self-defense in this very moment but holding someone in a basement for days and then choking him out that's downright murder and that is different so walt has officially gone to the other side of the law it's still a really slow burn but a better episode than the last one i think um i still do as slow as it's moving i do still appreciate that they went with a more believable scenario for like a regular dude who's from what we're led to believe like is like a good person and like a nice guy trying to turn into a criminal like it's still drug on for a bit but I at least find it more believable than him being able to just literally flip a switch and all of a sudden he's some master like criminal whatever um another thing that I can't figure out is if it was a genius move or a completely annoying move or if it was perhaps annoyingly genius. Um, because, let me elaborate, we're supposed to be rooting for Walt in this show. He's the protagonist, he's the person we're supposed to connect with, and he's the person that we're supposed to want to ride with. And he's objectively abandoning his family to become a criminal and a killer right before our eyes. So when the wife is rightfully upset, we still need to be able to root for Walt. So the way that they did that is by making her 
a complete naggy bitch from the first episode. From minute one with the veggie bacon and giving him shit about his second job on his birthday, this dude was just like trying to support his family and they showed her in a light that made it seem like she's a complete control freak who's constantly up his ass. And what that does is it makes it so that when she has a legitimate reason to be concerned about what he's doing, we don't have the sympathy for her that we should. Instead, we want her to back off and get off his ass. It's it's truly incredibly effective, even if it means I don't like her character. The unfortunate thing is that they also made her sister the same, but like kind of worse. So the only women we really have in this show right now are uptight, snooty, awful, ugh. And we don't have like, we don't really have a strong female character to pull for at the moment. But I think that's going to change, which is the segue to my ridiculous predictions that I know I'm going to get wrong and you get to laugh at me. But let's get the one that I think is incredibly obvious out of the way so that we can kind of move on. He's going to finally tell his wife about the cancer. That's what that final line was. I have something to tell you. He's not going to tell her about the meth. Uh, he's he's going to tell her about the about the cancer. And what I think that's going to do is bring her back on his side. And that's going to make a huge difference, I think, in her character. Um, I think instead of being up his ass all the time, he's going to have, like, she's going to have his back. And she's going to turn into, like, a Walt advocate and use her pain-in-the-ass nature to stand up for him with other people. I don't think that means she's going to know about the meth and the murder. At least, not yet. But we might be building towards that, actually. If she has the character turnaround that I'm predicting in this very moment for you right now, at some point, Walt might confide in her that he needs help getting, like, the DEA brother off of his tail. And she doesn't strike me as the type to not ask questions. If it reaches that point, she's going to make him tell her everything. Unfortunately, I'm also getting a feeling that I can't really explain that I think something's going to happen with the baby. I can't really figure out how Walt becomes a meth kingpin, as I know is kind of the plan here, with a newborn baby at home to go with his teenage son who has special needs. That like that feels like something that could become a stressor pushing these characters like over the edge, particularly Walt, to really go all in on the meth route. Um, and I kind of do hate myself a little bit for th- even having the thought, but if it does happen, like that's going to be a soul crushing thing that I feel like a TV show could do to us and also make a ton of sense for pushing the character to make the decision that he's making, unfortunately. But that, but the main, the main prediction that I have is I think that Skylar is going to stop being naggy wife. I think she's going to be badass, awesome, strong female character wife. I think that's where we're headed. At least I hope. And that's what I got. So if you enjoyed my reaction to this episode of Breaking Bad, please leave a review on whatever app you're using right now. If you want to join the discussion, there is a free Facebook group for listeners of the podcast and also a voicemail feature on my website. You can use either one of those to get, you know, get your get your voice heard. Uh, keep the spoilers down, please, though, because, you know, I've never seen this show. Uh, BelatedBinge.com is the website. It has links to everything that you could possibly need in addition to that voicemail feature. Um, And if you would please consider uh, becoming a patron, 
patreon.com slash belated binge. The bonus binge squad gets shout outs and all the episodes, early access and bonus content. And that's what I got for you. So thanks for listening. And remember, life is short. Still, maybe don't become a meth dealer. But if you do, you know, buy an RV, wear headphones and take belated binge breaking bad wherever that RV takes you.